Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ninth State Sports Show, Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me once again is Chris Hetler, head coach of the Dairyfield Boys Lacrosse Team. Chris, uh, welcome, and, and thanks again for joining me. Joe, great to be warm and indoors and out of the rain. Yeah, very well said. It's uh, it's gonna looks like it's gonna be a soggy week here over the next week. Uh, uh, we are once again recording this at uh, Riverside Barbecue in Nashua, and we will be here pretty much every Wednesday around 7 p.m. throughout the season. Uh, you can of co- of course uh, send us questions for the upcoming show by emailing nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or get at us on Twitter at nhhsports. Or if you're feeling really brave, you can come on down here to Riverside, listen to us live, throw French fries at us. Uh, you know, just make sure we're looking though, so we can catch them with our mouths. Uh, the show will be available every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com and also on iTunes. Uh, and of course, I uh, just want to remind everyone that it's uh, not too late to pre-order your copy of the 2018 Lacrosse Preview magazine. Uh, you can do that by going to nh-highschoolsports.com, clicking on the tab at the top of the homepage that says Lacrosse Preview. Of course, thanks to Mother Nature, the preview will actually be coming out a little after the season starts. Uh, so you've got until April 12th, which is one more week, to order your copy. All right, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, Coach, this week we are taking our, a look, our last uh, last season preview, uh, looking at Division Three this week. Yeah, a little excited this week. This is uh, we go back to the division where I got to I got to break in my coaching into the coaching ranks and uh, a lot of fond memories of Division Three and some great battles against uh, some top teams that are that are in the discussion here. So. I'm excited to talk a little Division Three this week. Safe to say that they probably don't miss you as much as you might miss them. <laughs> them. Uh, I, I actually remember the the Conval coach saying, uh, you know, Chris, we we're we're happy you're leaving. We won't we won't miss you guys when you when you leave. So. That was that was probably what the division or the that 20, was the semifinal of the 2015 or 2014. 2014. Um, yeah. You'd yeah. beat them what? Uh, it was it was a high score. It was a high scoring game. It was not. It was a, not to bring up bad memories for you, but I remember <laughs> watching your. I, I had I was at the first semifinal that day uh, between Hollis and Plymouth, uh, obviously for for the Telegraph, and uh, just watching them, and then watching you guys play next, the first half of your game, because I was of course rushing out of there to get to another game because that's the way we do things, uh, of course, in New Hampshire, um, and just thinking. Hollis doesn't stand a chance <laughs> in the championship <laughs> game, which, you know, I, I should know by now never to say anything High like that. High school sports, man. Yeah. High school sports. Which, which kind of, I think, maybe leads us into this. Um, you know, as with, uh, maybe, or maybe maybe a little bit, you know, unlike, you know, Division One, you know, we can look at this and say, yeah, we know maybe who the favorites are in Division Three. Uh, but it sometimes maybe feels like the division that's the most wide open when the season starts. Uh, I know the last two years we've had um, undefeated champions, uh, Hopkinton last year, Laconia the year before, you know, but it, it takes some time for us to, to get to those points, and, and I don't think there's anyone that's that much further ahead than, than the rest of the teams in the division. Yeah, and based on what you and I have looked at before before we started the podcast here, I, th- I think that's a very true statement. I think there's a bunch of teams. I'm not sure there's a clear-cut uh, team that's going to go undefeated this year just based on what people have returning. But I, I think there are some really, really good teams here. Um, and, you know, with the unbalanced unbalanced schedule again, <laughs> I, I think you're going to see, you know, three or four teams all with a couple losses at the, at the top at the end of the season. Um, but we've, I think we've got a pretty good idea of, of who might rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, you know, we found out uh, probably about a week ago 
uh, some bad news for the division that, that Belmont was not going to be able to field a team this year. Um, just not enough numbers in their program. Uh, looks like they've been taken off the the schedule uh, on at nhia.org. Yeah, not uh, only not only really uh, tough news for Division Three because obviously we never want to see programs fold, and it's just good to have more uh, opportunities for kids to play. But it also has ramifications for the state as a whole, potentially causing us to lose a um, an All American uh, in the process. Where you know the the U.S. Lacrosse takes the total number of teams playing in your state and divides them and. That's how that's how we get our our all American numbers, and it looks like we may unfortunately have to drop from nine to eight. I hope that doesn't happen, um, but it it could. So hopefully, maybe fortunate all the way around. Maybe we're at a point that they'll overlook it or or just let it go because it's so close to the start of the season. But uh, you never w- never well, want to yeah. see those things happen. Yeah. Um, but so you know, lo- looking at uh, as you said, we discussed a little bit. You know, just because there's I think so much depth in this division. Um, but what it kind of looks like on paper is is that maybe the team to beat this year, at least as of right now, looks like Plymouth just because of the number of kids that they've got back, the t- number of talented kids that they've got back this year. So I remember, you know, when I was when I was still coaching in Division Three, and when we were playing, Plymouth was always a tough matchup for us. Uh, Glenn always puts out a very good team every year. Um, he gets a number of just great athletes to play. Uh, from the football team but not only that he's gotten kids to buy into playing in the off season and so it's no longer just football guys out there playing he's got some really good lacrosse players out there um you know i think he's got balance he's got offense he's got defense he's got a goaltender returning um nolan farina on attack uh and uh connor mcgowan at the midfield for them uh josh johnson on defense and then chris patnode in the goal You've got all I mean, four. You've yeah, got all four the, every spot. Yeah. You got every spot. Yeah. You know, you've got a leader at every four spot. All four of those spots returning. That's a great place to start. And you know, you look at um, you mentioned Farina and and just he. You know, a lot of the you know football fans in the state will know, recognize that name. You know, from from leading the um, helping to get the team to a championship football championship this year. Um, but last year, I, I got to imagine he's going to be a step ahead of where he was last year. Of course, coming back from. Uh, what I, I believe a broken collarbone last year uh, that happened during football season. So I mean, he's uh, looking at uh, seeing where he was on, on football. I got to imagine he's going to be two steps ahead of where he was last year yeah. for lacrosse. And I think that's a I think that's a family name that I recognize too. I swear that he had an older brother that played defense that we had to go against who was phenomenal back when we played too. So um, you know he's getting he's he's getting the families to to continue to play for him out there. Uh, you know, and then the other team that, um, you know, that we were looking at that, that kind of sounds like it might be, um, you know, amongst maybe 1A and 1B in terms of favorites was um, Trinity. I, I like Trinity. I like Trinity a lot. Um, you know, Coach, Coach Martinez did a great job of getting his kids to come play indoor this year. Had a great, strong turnout there. Um, you know, they, I do think early on they may struggle a little bit. They're going to miss Garrett Kondak and, and goal for a little bit. I don't think it's any secret that he injured himself during the winter, um, going to be out for a little bit. So I think how they weather that storm early on uh, is going to is going to dictate how their season goes. Um, but I think two kids that you can look for, they have the, the Etzo brothers and, and Michael as a senior and Ryan as a freshman who will likely see time at attack. Michael's a great midfielder for them. Um, you know, and then um, Nathan Arcan is a midfielder, is a senior this year. Um, so they've got some scoring punch there. Yeah. Both uh, both All-State kids from last year. And, you, you, of course, you mentioned 
contact missing most of the you know probably about half the year I think he um, said I think he said he was hoping to be back in four to six games yeah. just based on the way the schedule played but um, but an interesting scenario that that they they it sounds like they're gonna have that um, you know Ethan Messner might step in for them at goal until then who if I'm remembering correctly he's their the hockey team goalie um, but for lacrosse, he was one of their, or one their, of their leading, leading scorers, scorers last year. one of your leading scorers off the field. So, yeah, I think it's going to be all about can you get through, can you weather some of those early games, maybe squeak out some wins that, that might have been tough and, you know, you might have gotten if Garrett was in there. And then, you know, so they might be a lower seed that, you know, if you're <laughs> – they may finish in the bottom the bottom of those top eight teams and then all of a sudden you're you're a one or a two seed thinking you're going to get an easier game and you got to go up against them in the in the quarterfinals. You know, it, Coach Martinez also sounded like he was pretty high on their face-off guy, um, Eli Buck, um, who said he was a little little over 50% last year in face-offs and has just really worked enough on it this year that he expects him to, to Im really improve on that number. Yeah, I mean, if Eli can control the face-off circle e earlier in the season, maybe they slow things down a little bit, play a little more ball control, and try and win some tighter games, some close games early on there. They've got an, you know, an interesting start to the season with, you know, with, with Kearsarge and Laconia at home, assuming that they have a, a field to play on, you know, that's that's um, you know, free That'll of be a snow. a big question and then come also, Monday, yeah, yeah, with all the rain yeah. and stuff we've had, but um, yeah. You know, but then then a couple games against um, you know some up and coming teams. Uh, you know, of course they play. They get Pelham mixed in there too, which that always seems to be a good game when they play. At least in the last couple of years, um, Hopkinton down the road, Bananock down the road. But those games are both at home, so the schedule kind of kind of favors them a little bit. Uh, you know, while we're talking about that too, um, you know Plymouth schedule. Uh, they seem to, to play a little, you know, mix of, of all of the top teams in the division, which is kind of good for a team that's, you know, got I a good way to have, travel. When you, have, when you have a really good team returning, I think you, you want to play the top teams. You want to challenge yourself and, and uh, make sure that you're, you're peaking for the playoffs and you know where you stand and what you need to work on. So I, th I think it's smart by Glenn to make sure that he has a schedule like that. Uh, another team that, that you know, we've, I've heard um, the division coaches say they expect to be at the top, um, Pelham, but you know they were a bit of a, a question mark coming into the season. Um, but it sounds like that's been worked out. Yep. Uh, you know they just recently hired Will Delanoy as their as their uh, head coach. Uh, I believe he played at St. Vincent's College. Um, you know, a good Division II school. Um, you know, um, so it, but the problem, you know, hiring so late. You know, do you get to know how well do you know the kids? Do you know their strengths and weaknesses? Um, but I, I think a lot of coaches like Pelham because. You know, you start in the face-off circle and being able to possess the ball. You return Charlie Caton, uh, who's going to be a very good player for them. And then in goal, uh, there's a good chance that Jackson Snyder, even as a freshman, you know, very good club player on the Tomahawks, uh, is going to probably start for them this year. So they're going to be they're going to be pretty strong in those two key areas. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's why a lot of coaches like them. Yeah, Caton is just one of those kids that that I mean, he's an athlete. Um, you know, seeing him a little bit during football season Tough, too. Tough, gritty uh, player. Got, a, got some pretty good speed, good size too for for a sophomore. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like one. Um, you know, playing out there, so that's that's a big bonus. Uh, and, and looking at their schedule, um, they play five games in April. Uh, so they're, I mean, their schedule is backloaded in terms of, of just the number of games in May. So I mean, that's so it's going to give Coach Del Coach Delanoy a little time to you know few more practices when the weather gets nicer to get those guys on the same page and get them playing together. Yeah, and their f first four games are against teams that didn't make the playoffs. That fifth, ga then the fifth and sixth game, they've got 
uh, Plymouth and then at Trinity uh, almost back to back in, in, in a span of three days. So they'll have some time to kind of ease into that. So that could be a big factor of just getting them ready. Um, of course, another team uh, you got to talk about, as we mentioned, the uh, defending champs, Hopkinton. We, we've gone three teams, and we haven't even talked about the defending champs or the defending <laughs> coach of the year in Deacon Blue of Hopkinton yet. So I, I think, you know, if people aren't ready to riot yet, uh, you know, we, we should probably talk about the defending champs a little bit. All right, well, let's let's talk about them. I mean, they, they return maybe the, uh, you know, we were talking about favorites, team 1A and 1B, um, maybe in terms of defensive players, 1A and 1B, um, you know, in uh, – Jerry Donahue, uh, who last year was the division's division defensive division three player, player of the year. Of the year. Yep, returns as a senior this year. Um, they've got a very strong goaltender, Alex Russo, uh, who is a senior who I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe had to step in in the championship. Yeah, game he actually got a little bit of time. Out. Yeah, got a little um, bit of time in the championship game. So that's experience yeah. that you know, for what it's worth, it's something. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I think everybody last year, I mean, Colby Quiet as a, as a freshman making the All-State team, you know, it seems like he, he's going to be a player that, you know, isn't going to sneak up on anybody this year and is a, a, a guy that they're going to look to even as a sophomore uh, to fill the back of the net for them this year. You know, and uh, another guy that, that I think played a big role in that championship game, uh, Jake Tomlinson, also back uh, at attack for them. Um, you know, so certainly not a team that, that you can – can kind of count out uh they've you know i don't think there's been a lot of um maybe repeat teams getting to the championship game in recent years but not a re not a lot of repeat champions in division three uh they're certainly going to be in the mix um you know who's who's maybe another team that that we uh we we've, we've overlooked so far at this point well, I think uh, you got to. There's two traditional teams. I mean, it, you can't talk Division Three without talking Kearsarge and Laconia. I mean, for years and years, those two teams have been, uh, you know, they, they've been up near the top, the cream of the crop. Um, you know, and traditionally, if you look back through the NHIA record books, I mean, there's no two teams that have made the finals more than those two teams there. I mean, I know when I was at Dairy Field, we wanted to beat Kearsarge. Like that was our that was our big game. And so, um, you know, even though Kearsarge, they lost a very good player in Justin Norris last year to graduation, they returned Tate Nurmi on attack uh, as a senior, and they have a, they have a, a sophomore Fogo, Emerson Tyler, who, who made the All-State team as a freshman. So, you know, I, I still expect Kearsarge had a strong presence in the indoor scene this year, um, and to make that drive all the way down to play in Bedford weekend show that there's a lot of committed kids there. Um, so I, I still expect them to be one of the one of the top teams this year. You know, one of the I think few teams in Division Three too that's they, you know their schedule. Um, they've got a pretty big schedule, uh, and it includes games at Portsmouth, uh, at Merrimack Valley. They get Hopkinton twice. Um, they're at Pelham, at Plymouth. You know, so that's it's a pretty tough schedule. I, I really like what Coach Zach Matthews is doing up there. Uh, he's putting together a, a, a top schedule that challenges kids. And I think he's done a good job of building up the youth program and getting more and more kids in there so that, you know, when kids graduate, he does have a group to replace them. And, you know, even though big names left, he's going to have guys ready ready to play. So I, I, I would expect them to be one of the top eight teams again this year. You know, and you, and you mentioned Laconia, um, you know, returning maybe that other, that 1B in terms of defensive players in, uh, in, in Drew Muzzy, um, you know, and a handful of guys who contributed, uh, you know, were in key roles in that championship team, you know, a couple of years ago. You get Stephen Towers in goal, 
uh, Riley Roy. Maybe uh, flying under the radar a little bit. You know, not everybody, not, not everybody's talking about them. Yeah, I mean, they've got, and I mean, with with Drew Muzzy anchoring the defense, you know, there, there's a kid who had the had the ability to play at a Division One level, was recruited to go to UMass Lowell, and now is going to play football in the NESCAC. Um, you know, obviously a terrific athlete there. You know, and after um, stepping aside for a year, um, you know, the uh, coach comes back. Um, Coach Andy Pirano, yeah. you know, I, I had many battles against him when I, w when I was in Division Three. I, I think maybe he stepped aside. I think his daughter was playing lacrosse for a while mm -hmm. and, and wanted to kind of watch her play and now steps back as the head coach. Uh, and the, the one thing um, that he didn't mention, you know, in, in my exchanges with him that I kind of think is worth mentioning, um, they lost one senior. <laughs> so Huge. I, <laughs> I mean, to have all those guys return, you were a playoff team. What were they, 9-6, I and believe? 9-6 last, last year, year yeah. You yeah. know, so to have all those kids back. Um, it took Manadnock to overtime in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah, you know, yeah, so a goal away from making the final four. Um, so, yeah, I, I would expect them to be right up there with the, with those top teams. And they're, you know, looking at their schedule real quick, it's not, you know, um, you know, they open up with a, with a, a lot of road games. Um, but, you know, it seems like it's split, split pretty well that, you know, front and back. Um, of course, they play Hopkinton, Kearsarge, Plymouth, um, you know, but outside of that, you know, it looks it's pretty favorable, I would say. You know, and then if you're looking at if you're looking at some other teams, um, you know, I think we, we discussed Conval a little bit. Uh, you know, as long as they as long as the uh, the the coaches list is updated correctly, it looks like Coach Bob Taylor is back this year as the head coach there. He was actually the coach that wished me well out of the out of the, out of the 2014 season. Yeah. Um, his son was a great player for them that year. He was a senior senior attackman. And, um, you know, so uh, they, they've got a lot of guys back. They didn't graduate too many kids. So um, I think they I think they're definitely in the discussion for a top eight team this year. You know, it, it's kind of I think at least on paper, it's clear who maybe that top six might be that, the, you know, that, that there's. You know, you th Plymouth, Pelham, Trinity, Hopkinton, Kearsarge, Laconia. You know, those are the teams you're looking at that you're going to expect to be in the playoffs. So then you got those that spot. You got the last two spots there to fill. And there's there feels like there's a number of teams yeah. that maybe you know new programs or programs that we you know have been kind of away from the playoffs in a few years that you know are going to be competitive. Um, I mean, those t last two spots. I would love to see. I mean, there's a player that that I got to coach against. Uh, he played for the Tomahawks as well, Kevin Driscoll, who was a player who was a midfielder at Plymouth, who will be going up as, against his old coach again this season. Um, you know, who took over the Interlakes Moultonboro program. You know, very high on his team returning. He's got he's got almost all his starters back. He's got all, all ten of his starters back. He had he had a, a midfielder as a freshman make the All State team, and Liam Brown. Mm -hmm. He's got Brendan Marsh returning as, as a senior midi. Um, so I, it sounds like they've got some really good athletes up there. They're going to be well coached. I mean, I would love to see a, a, a co op startup program make that make that top eight team and break into the playoffs this year. That that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, you know, you mentioned too that um, a guy named Tom, uh, Thomas Detola, uh, an attackman, is coming back after missing all last year. They've got their starter and goal back. Um, it, you know, and, and then he, and then they've got you know, it sounds like they're bringing in new kids too, uh, which is great to hear. For you know, I, I know sometimes you. Until you start to win as a new program, you can sometimes struggle getting the kids out, uh, and that doesn't seem to be the case. I just marvel at the logistics of it. I mean, you said they, they already do it for hockey, and, and I just— And football. And yeah. football. 
I, I just, you know, the, the towns are close, but just it, the logistics of trying to get kids, you know, where do you practice and how do you bus them over there and, and the consistency of it. I, I think it's amazing that, that they're making it work over there, and it's a, it's a testament to Coach Driscoll and, and the effort that he's putting into that program. Yeah, another fairly, uh, fairly new program that, um, you know, looks like it might be um, on the rise, Co Brown. Um, you know, I think they've been around, what, one, two years at this point? Um, you know, got a couple of uh, pretty strong players back, led, I think, by Mitchell Wade, um, going to be a senior for them. Uh, what else have you heard about? You heard anything about them? I, I think they're a year or two away. Um, they they've really invested in their youth program. They've got their their youth program playing in the NHYLA, and and they've got a bunch of teams at every age level. So I think you're going to see this team really break through in a year or two. Not saying they can't do it this year. They they've 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 put a lot of time and effort into it. But I think the dividends that they're they're going to really see dividends in the next couple of years from all that investment in the youth program and as those kids all come up the ranks now do they get picked off by prep schools up there who knows but i mean i think a lot of those kids will probably stay home and be excited about being being a black bear yeah always uh always a challenge you know trying to figure out what's you know who's going to be where um wondering about which kids are going off to prep schools and which kids are, st are sticking around um you know any other teams that kind of catch your eye when you're looking across Division Three? I like. Uh, I really, I really respect Coach Coach Erta at Milford, and uh, they had a ton of they had a ton of guys playing indoor this year. The numbers are really good there. They're always a team, kind of on the periphery, like ready to break through. So I I could see them uh, getting in this year. Um, you know, looking at their schedule, it, it looks fairly manageable. Um, they they've got some wins on the schedule there. They were a team last year. I remember we talked. We talked. Yeah, early. they they started they, off. They started I want to say like, like three and three one, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they had a number of games that that were, I think, one or two goal games that were, and you kind of looked at them and said, "How did they? You know, that was a game I thought they were gonna, you know, they should yep. win." Um, but you know, they they seem to really have benefited from um, moving back into Division Three. I know they were one of those teams that that got bumped up to D two the same year that you. I think you it's guys been. I think it's been great for their numbers. I think. Uh, you know, moving down to Division Three has helped them to rebuild and, and give some, breathe some life back into the program, give some hope. There's a lot of winnable games on the schedule, and just get kids excited about playing again. And and keep. They're another program that that their middle school seems to always be really good. They have some strong youth players there, but then those players don't always necessarily stay in Milford. And I think it's it's given that program some hope that you know what, let's keep these kids home and and build a strong program for the high school well, as well. And, uh, this year, I believe, will, will be the first time they've had a girls program, too. Um, looks like they're going to be having a full varsity Division II schedule this year. You know, but you, you know, Coach Erda uh, has, has had the, um, I don't know, luxury, enjoyment the last, uh, over his tenure in Milford of coaching uh, his sons there. Of course, Harrison was the first one, um, Max, a couple of years ago. And this year, I would assume that um, Gavin Erda is stepping in and, and, and playing a big role for them. Um, at, the, at the varsity level, he's had a big had a big football season and basketball season for Milford this past school year. So, so I a player to, player to keep an eye keep on. Keep an eye spring. on, yeah. Um, you know, one team that we haven't mentioned um, that made the playoffs last year, Manadnock. Um, you know, seems to always be a tough program, um, but you know, looking at their their roster from a year ago, the numbers were. A little bit lower and it looks like they graduated a lot of kids they graduated a lot of kids uh i mean you know again another coach that i really respect from back when when i was coaching in division three coach hart um does a tremendous job his his sons were phenomenal players for the program 
Um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they have a play. Uh, they have uh, Tim, another, yeah. Tim Hart and Chandler Matson are the two names that, that, that stand out uh, to me just – and, and football fans, again, you'll recognize those names, um, really helped a, a, an undermanned Monadnock team get to the finals this year. Yep. So they went 13-3 and three last year in the division, so it's hard, it's hard to believe that we haven't talked about them yet. But just looking at, looking at who they graduated and the number of seniors that they had last year, it, it's, kinda, it's, it's probably going to be an uphill battle for them this year to kind of make, make the playoffs there. If they do, they, you know, they, they may get in as one of those, those final, final two seeds. But... Um, you know, it could be a little bit of a rebuilding season for them this year. You know, and another um, another player, at least, that I want to mention, you know, um, from Bishop Brady, Bryce Johnson, yep. who has been talked about uh, from a couple coaches as being one of the better offensive players in the division. Um, you know, certainly led that team last year to a playoff spot um, and, you know, had a, a pretty good game in a quarterfinal loss to Hopkinton last year. Um, you know, but just it, it, it seems like, He's going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting if they're going to get back to that spot. If they, they can lost even get the ball, I mean, you know, yeah. my advice. I've had it. I've had teams like that early on where you know our best players are attackmen, and then it gets frustrating because if you can't, you know, you can't get the ball right. If you don't have a strong faceoff guy, you're almost better off playing midfield. So it'll be interesting to see what what Brady does this year, given the, given the, the strong class that they graduated last year. Does Bryce play a little midfield for them this year to try and get him more touches and just get the the ball in his stick more often? Um, you know, maybe you run him through the box. Maybe, maybe you, you get him off on defense, or or he's a good two-way player for them this year. But yeah, I think um, Brady, Brady's got a new coach coming in this year, and they also they also graduated a, a very strong class. So that's another playoff team that may may take a step back this season a little bit. You know, one team that I want to mention too that um, probably some people might say, oh, be a little sh- surprised about mentioning. Um, Stevens, um, you know, team that's that struggled the last couple of years, uh, you know, heard from their coach uh, Peter Lynch that um, he's pretty excited about what they've got this year um, and thinks, you know, they might end up surprising a couple of people. What exactly that means, um, I'm not sure, but you know, just looking at um, what they've got on their roster, you know, they got a couple of of solid returning seniors in uh, Donovan Putnam, Alex DeVries, uh, who are going to be the captains for the Cardinals this year. So it, you a lot know, of names from soccer and football there with yeah. with teams that have done well recently. So very good athletes up there. That usually the problem with Stevens is uh, tends to be that they they just don't get enough exposure where they are in the state. It, it's hard for them to get out and play lacrosse in the off season and and to get enough uh, quality quality off season work in. So it, it usually takes them a little while to get going. Um, but that that's great that they they've got such a strong core returning this year. It'd be great to see them make some noise in the the NHIA scene. Yeah, you think geographically, what's really I mean, Lebanon's probably the closest division opponent. Um, but then outside of that, you're talking probably you're bus rides of an everywhere. hour at least. Yeah, you know, and, and, and to get to play in the off season, you know, you, it's 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 awkward to get down. To, I mean, Keene is probably the closest area for them to get right. down and play yeah. lacrosse yeah. in. And so, but but there's it's not a great you know there's no easy way to get there. From there, there's no easy way to get there from, from Manchester <laughs> from any, either. Yeah, I remember yeah, that trip. Yeah. That was that's that was always a, a long, tough trip for us to get out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it would be great. I remember when they first they had a group come up through the youth program, and I remember playing them in club in their first year, which I believe was 2007 when they went varsity. They actually made the playoffs. They yeah. they had a they had a team come through. And then, unfortunately, when those seniors graduated, um, they really just have not found the success that they had after that program came, after those kids came through. Um, 
but you know enthusiastic group out there so it'd be great great if they could do it yeah hopefully uh, hopefully things start to turn around there any uh any final thoughts on Division Three? Uh, well, I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, Campbell and Coach Coach Beatty and, and the effort that he puts in there. He took over, he took over a uh, a, a brand new program and um, you know has just put in a tremendous amount of work there. So I, I don't think you can count out Campbell either for one of those one of those final spots there. Um, you know, it's a program that's on the rise. He's putting in work with it. Um, so I. I you know he's a very quality, very quality coach, and and I, I think they've got they've got a shot this year. He looks like they've got a pretty solid uh, defensive group returning. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, Jake Hartwell, Adam Brenton uh, leading their defense. So you anytime know. you return five starters on on long pole and in short stick, you're gonna you're gonna have a good base to start from. Um, so I, I I understand his optimism coming into the season. And and they have a goalie coming back who has it sounds like his his road into this season has been kind of interesting. Uh, Billy Randolph, who's a junior, ended up starting 10 games for them as a freshman because of an injury uh, and then didn't start last year and now is back starting for them. So that's that's got to be a plus to have a kid ready to step in that has that varsity experience. You know, when their, their, their starting goalie, LaRose, went down with an injury, I think I believe he tore his ACL. He had to step in right away as a, as a freshman and, and got some experience that way. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of optimism in that program. When, you, when you've got a strong defense to start your team, you're going to be in a lot of games. So, um, yeah, I, I would look for Campbell to, to make some noise a little bit. So here we are, the the Wednesday before the start of this the season. Uh, big picture, just anything that kind of uh, has struck you since we started doing this three weeks or two weeks ago or you know going to some scrimmages and uh, you know seeing I think there's uh, unfortunately it's gonna be a slow start to the season I think a lot of teams even the good teams are, are gonna struggle unfortunately there may be some ugly lacrosse early early in the season just the weather has not cooperated the, the way we we hoped it would it's been cold one minute then it's been warm and then it's rainy and I don't think a lot of teams have been out on on full field an awful lot, and and from the scrimmages I've watched, and even even with my team, it, it's shown. Um, so it's going to take some time, but I have no doubt by the end of the season, there's going to be there's going to be some great playoff lacrosse coming. Yeah, I had a chance or the opportunity to take in a lot of the um, the jamboree, the boys jamboree that was going on over at Stello Stadium uh, last Saturday, uh, and I think outside of North and South, every coach that I talked to said something to the effect of yeah this is our first real day outside uh outside on turf or outside on grass or or just outside in general uh and i know you know the hollis brookline bishop girton scrimmage the other night too uh coach mcdonough from from hollis said the same thing that this is their first time outside um, yeah with a, a week to go until the season starts i mean you, you you can see with a lot of teams the riding and clear riding and clearing is 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 a struggle right now the spacing on the field six on six offense so Early in the season, you're relying on your best athletes to create some early offense through that transition. Um, you know the teams, the teams that are a little more disciplined in their riding and clearing and their defense. I think is it's going to show up early, early in the season. I mean, even when we were watching Bishop Girton as strong as they are, right? The six-on-six six offense in that scrimmage was was a little sluggish. And right. So, yep. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how teams how teams play that first week. So, watching a little box score, watching that first week, seeing <laughs> seeing uh, if you know if. If the media if the still teams did even box, get off. Did, did do box score, or if <laughs> yeah, the games right. are even played, I yeah. know, um, you know, a, a number of, uh, of course, number of schools in the area do have the turf facilities, Stellos, 
you guys at Dairyfield, Bedford, Sauhegan. Um, but then again, you know, you've got places like Hollis Brookline that, you know, has a grass field. Merrimack. They're supposed to, they're supposed um, to open up with Keene on, on Monday there, and I'm wondering with the weather that we've gotten. They're talking about maybe three inches of snow on Friday now. Yeah, you know, like, I, and then I, that melts. And then I think that's uh, that's an April Fool's joke. It's got to be an so. April Fool's I joke. I hope it is. Um, but, yeah, that's why I, I remind my guys every day how lucky we are to have a turf. And even on, even on the worst days when it's raining and cold out, it's like, well, we're lucky to be out here. We've got a full field. So mm-hmm. um, count our blessings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Coach, thanks again for uh, joining me to do uh, another preview here. Um, things start for real next week. So next Wednesday we'll actually have some games to talk about. I'm looking forward to being able to, to talk, talk about, about some yeah. games. It'll be great. Yeah. I want to remind everyone, too, that uh, with the start of uh, – the regular season on Monday will also start uh, this season. Uh, our, my video, uh, I guess documentary, you can call it, with uh, the Bishop Girton boys lacrosse team. Uh, first video should be dropping uh, probably like early afternoon on Monday. Get you ready for Monday's games. Um, you know, hopefully you can uh, get a chance to check it out. And, of course, that will be every Monday throughout this year. Will be a preview of the Mercer Island game in there at all? They, uh... <laughs> um, I don't think it. I don't think that'll make the first episode. That might. That might be an episode two, um, just so I can stagger it enough. So there's not a little, you know, just not that I expect any trash talking, but you know, just to to avoid anything like that. Um, once again, he is uh, Coach Chris Hetler from Dairy Field. Uh, thanks again for joining me. Uh, I am Joe Marcellina. You can check uh, all the, our coverage of lacrosse this season at nh-highschoolsports.com. And thanks again for listening.